about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder, everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watching go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. Then throw Boyd in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how to really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it. Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Vaughn gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse Bates in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was cause that's the losing weight It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight. It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it out to 28 and let him do the dash Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seem like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my faith and money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. That's right, they gotta play us. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the show, this early edition of Sports with Strawberry Ice. Do me a favor, if you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,306 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're watching Facebook or Twitter and you've yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you got something you want to ask me or something very important you want to ask Charlie Goldschmidt from the Cincinnati Enquirer, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down here. It's the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And you know what? I wear it every single day. I got the hat on right now. We got the banner behind me. We got the beer out right now, too. But all the merchandise, the clothes, hats, all that stuff, you can get all that stuff at jackpotjoey9.com. If I could talk, uh, portion of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund and the Joe Burrow Fund. Now, the beer, it is out at Brink Brewer right now. It's on tap at Brink. We're hoping by Friday, maybe either getting a canned and getting it out. But I know the the can the beers are coming out. But if you really are dying to get the beer, go to Brink Brewery and get some there. All right, guys, what's up to everybody's in the chat? Strangers in there, Matt's in there, Demar uh, uh, Deontay's in there. What is up, guys? 
this is thanks for getting up and getting getting here early. This is a very well, one of my guests. He's been on multiple times. It's been a little while since I had him on. We're doing this early because he's a very busy guy, but he's very knowledgeable. He knows the Bengals. He knows the Reds. He knows what he's talking about. He's Charlie Goldschmidt. Charlie, what's going on, my man? So some very important business. So I'd never heard that song that you use for your intro, and I don't know who to, to give credit to for this, but rhyming losing way with Awujie might have been one of the best lines I've heard in any rap song in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, his uh, name is YB Assad. He came out with that after uh, we beat Buffalo in the playoffs last year, and he put it on Twitter, and he tagged me on it, and a couple of people, I'm like, dude, that is awesome. Good. I was like, can I use this? He's like, absolutely. So then my buddy Dale uh, put together the video and everything with all the clips of different people I've had on, but the rap is is his, and it's it's on on his own YouTube channel and stuff, and it's I love the song. <laughs> it's it's perfect. So, yeah, it, it, it's a really good song. So, yeah, make sure you check out YB Assad. So, Charlie, we are talking about earlier, how's practice been going? I mean, you, you know, we, we signed Logan Wilson. It's hot as hell. I mean, what, what what's what's going on? You know, what's the latest in, on Bengals' uh, Bengals, uh, practice here? Obviously, it's not quite the same without Burrow, but, you know, there are people who rotate through, come to different practices. I get that question a lot. And the way I always answer it is they're just a really good team with a lot of really good players. That just shines on the practice field in position drills and seven on sevens and one on ones and 11 on 11s. Every time you watch, you know, not quite the backup quarterback, but, but pretty much everyone else on the entire field play, they look like people who completely not just belong in the roles they have, but are some of the better players in their roles in the league. I mean, honestly, to me, it's one of, if not the deepest team in the league right now. I mean, Go, where's our weak spots at? The only thing I can think of is backup tight end, uh, running RB2, maybe. You know, Travion got hurt. But, I mean, really, where's the weak spot on this team? Yeah, so, like, just an example of the strength. Like, we are talking about uh, at practice, Jeff Gunner got some good reps yesterday. And we are talking about how he would play significant snaps even on the 2021 Bengals. He would have had a role on that team. So, that, and you know, he's a guy who you do the math, and it's really tough at defensive end to crack this roster. You know, I think he's definitely a, a real NFL role player right now, but the Bengals have Cam Sample and Terrell Basham and, you know, Cy and Murphy and the starters. It's a loaded team. Weaknesses running back to me is still the biggest question. Um, I've heard a lot of confidence in Chase Brown, but kind of how are, are his roles and his strengths differentiated from Mixon's strengths right away? Does Mixon have to evolve a little bit if Brown gets to play to his strengths more as an early down rusher? Tight end, I've been impressed with Irv Smith. I think yes. he gives him kind of a different dimension. Um, I've noticed some good blocks from him in particular. I haven't really seen a ton from the backup tight end so far in camp. But, hey, you know, this is backup tight end and backup running back we're talking about here. I'm trying to think last year positions of focus would be, you know, wide receiver four heading into last year before Trent Irwin was a thing, really struggled during camp. Um, the offensive line looked terrible during camp last year. Their defensive tackle depth wasn't anywhere near the same. Their cornerback depth. Um, Alan George was getting first. And I, I like Alan George a lot, but he was getting first team reps in camp last year. Just even from one year to another, they've addressed so many areas of the roster. Yeah, Alan George has actually made some pretty good uh, plays. I, I got a video uh, last week, week before that, of, of a di diving stop in the end zone that he has right where I was standing at, 
which those great plays never happen where I'm standing at. So I'm very proud. I, I got that video, but um, let, let's get to, to the Logan Wilson contract. And I kind of titled this, you know, Logan Wilson's extension. What does that mean for DJ reader? I love DJ reader. DJ reader to me is the straw that stirs the drink of the Bengals defense. I did not think they were going to sign Logan because I didn't think they were going to sign Pratt. I, you know, I thought it was going to be one or the other. We got them both signed. That gets me worried about what's up with, with DJ because to me, D, DJ, when he's out, the run, stopping the run, our teams can run on us a heck of a lot easier than they can with him in there. Do you still think the Bengals, I know he's a priority, but do you, but the sign of Logan Wilson, does that hurt the potential of trying to re sign DJ? I don't see them, them as connected at all, but I do think that DJ is going to be the Bengals' most interesting free agent this year, specifically because one of the biggest trends you're seeing in the league is like interior defensive linemen are finally being recognized from a financial perspective for what they bring to the table. And, you know, five years ago, DJ Reader would have been the most, one of the most unsung heroes in football. The word is out. Everyone's seeing, you know, the one-arm tackles he makes with both knees on the ground, um, the way he changes game plans, the way he changes schemes, um, the way he changes entire drives, we spend the whole 2022 season talking about, well, if the Bengals can just stay efficient in the running game and set themselves up for second and short. Well, DJ Reader takes away second and shorts. Um, so, so I think he's going to be very, very highly pursued um, in the free agent market next year. What that's going to look like specifically, it's way too early to tell. Um, but he is the type of guy that's getting paid around the league, and I'll be very interested to see how aggressive that market is, whether the Bengals will be able to keep him, depending on how the market is, where they're comfortable at, how he plays this year. Um, but but everyone knows how good DJ is. Absolutely. Now, another thing I, I'm surprised about with, and I think it's great, and, and Logan Wilson kind of addressed that when he hit his press conference, but of how the guys are – quote unquote taking less money to stay here. And and Logan said that, you know, he didn't want to play for anybody else other than Zach Taylor. He loves the way mm-hmm. Zach Taylor runs his practice. He takes care of uh his players and all that stuff. And I I think that's on down the line with, for you know Trey Henderson, Pratt, everybody who's signed here in the last couple of months are, are re-signed. Um what does that mean going forward? I mean as far as keep potentially keeping other guys, other free agents that possibly coming here. I mean what, what's that say about the Bengals and this organization in general? Yeah, I mean, this is a place that has changed the perception, has changed the, I mean, look at how Orlando Brown wanted to play in Cincinnati and came right. to a Bengals team that wasn't even shopping in the left tackle market tackle market in free agency. Um, they have a very clear, uh, again, reputation across the league for how they protect players, how they put players in position to be their best selves. I'm trying to think basically every Bengal, except for Trey Wayne, who they've signed in for agency, has just seen their career and their level of play take off to a brand new height. Um, everybody, right. you know, Hayden Hurst, Shelby uh, mm-hmm. Wuje, like the list is so deep. And I think people recognize that about the system, the culture, the coaching staff, um, just the the environment as an incubator for talent and winning. And people like to win, too. So put that all together, and it's a very uh, attractive destination. Exactly, Charlie. I mean, we're, we're hearing stuff that I, – I mean, I've been a Bengals fan my entire life. I've been on this earth for 48 years. Where Orlando Brown goes on the NFL Network and says that this is a great organization, very well run, and he wanted to be here. Seven years ago, you would have never heard that. <laughs> That's how far this this organization has come. And for me as, as a lifelong Bengals fan, it's awesome to hear that, but it's also sometimes I'm like, 
are, are you talking about the Bengals? Like, really? <laughs> like, that's that's great to hear. And that's that's how far this, this organization has come from where they were. Now, we're talking about Zach Taylor and how he's taking care of players and everything. One thing that I've noticed when I've been down to practice uh, this or training camp this past couple weeks is it seems more intense, mm-hmm. uh, more intense than, than normal than Zach Taylor's had in the past. And just this is just my own thought. I'm thinking that they're being more intense because they want to get off to a better start. I, I think getting off to a three and 5 start to try to get that number one seed. I, nobody's ever nobody said that. It's just my my thought about it. What's your thoughts? Because it is more intense than it has been. I agree. It's been more intense. I don't think the Bengals got off to a slow start last year because of the way they handled training camp. So, like, a question we need to say is, like, who got off to a slow start last year? The defense didn't allow a second-half touchdown until, like, week seven or something. Right. The defense did not get off to a slow start. The third best game I've ever seen from Jamar Chase was week one against the Steelers. And I don't think T and Tyler got off to a slow start either. Um, Hayden Hurst didn't get off to a slow start. Joe Mixon had his best run of the season in week one. It's like big 40 yard run up the middle with a great run from Drew, block from Drew Sample. Who started slow? Burrow started slow. He didn't have a training camp. So no matter what the Bengals did, it didn't matter for him. And I would say the tackles in particular, Lyle Collins and Jonah Williams started slow. And Lyle Collins didn't have a training camp because of an right. injury. Right. So Collins and Burrow, that's two thirds of what I'm talking about. They're independent of what they did during the summer and what they didn't do during the summer. Um, my best explanation is that they probably had a much lighter OTAs and summer program than they've had recently in terms of on-field work. So as a result, they kind of had fresher legs entering camp. It doesn't quite work like that, but you know what I mean? Some right. saved reps that right. you can take advantage of during camp. And kind of I think that's what you're seeing from them. Um they want to start fast, but I don't know that they have any specific program in mind just to start fast. Heck, look at what uh, Jamar Chase has been saying about Burrow. He, he's <laughs> right about but but the, the, the point is, it's not about week one. It's about the season. And don't think a lot about Burrow's calf injury. Just think of that about overall how you structure a preseason to maximize a window for a team. And I do think that is how they operate. Exactly. I, I agree. I, I agree with everything you're saying there. It just, it just struck me that that uh, just the intensity because I really didn't even honestly pay that much. I mean, I did, but then when I was there Friday, I'm like, okay, this is like more a laid back camp than has it than any of them have been. So that's where I'm like, wow, this, they have been more intense. So I, like I said, me personally, I want to get off to a better start because I want that number one seed. I want them to come to, to the jungle in the playoffs. So that's just what I was thinking. But let's get to you talk about uh, the tackles last year, uh, how Jonah Williams and L both got off to slow starts. L was a lot to do with injury. Well, again, is injured uh, this year and is going to start the season on the pup list. But let's talk about Jonah. And so far, it's been a pretty smooth transition, looks like to me and from other people I've talked to, about from Jonah going from left to right. What, what's your thoughts on Jonah Williams? If he practices well against the Packers, I'm ready to call it. Um, everything I've seen, consistent, poise, polished, technique, sound, savvy, um, everything. Uh, I mean, he's the best Bengals right tackle in a minute. Um, like. <laughs> Look about how, or look at how, like, look what it's going to be next year. If Jonah leaves, are you talking yourself into you know, another year, Jackson Carmen or, or Deontay Smith, or is it a first-round pick? Like, I will take Jonah Williams over whatever is behind door number two next season. So I think a theme of this season is don't take for granted um, some of the right tackle play the Bengals could be getting because, again, every everything we've seen so far in camp is that Jonah Williams is about to have a good season. 
And Charlie, I've said that from the get-go. I mean, even before we signed Orlando Brown, everybody was bagging on Jonah. I'm like, look, Jonah Williams, if he was a free agent, was he's going to get paid. He he's he's not a terrible left tackle. I mean, I think he's gonna be better at right tackle because he was a good left tackle, but I, I think he's gonna be even better at right. And and now everybody so many people are like, well, hopefully well, L will get back in time so he can play right tackle. I'm like, we have Jonah, like Jonah's gonna be fine. And I've said this that this is the best offensive line we've had. Since 2015, I mean, with Orlando Brown and then the interior line being exactly the same, Teddy K, Teddy K of Cordell Volson and Kappa. Now, Volson is another one where I think is going to make another big, uh, a big jump this year because people ask me, well, what if Lael can go and kick over to guard? I think Cordell Volson has put on a, a lot of a lot of pounds. A lot of, he, he's not uh, a lot of muscle. I'll put it that way because he's, he's not he's got fat or anything like that. He's got a lot of less body fat, but I, I think he's going to have a really good year. What, what do you, what's your thoughts on how Cordell has looked uh, in this off season? I think that we're going to, I think that Cordell is going to spend the next 10 years as a Bengal. And we're going to, aside from a few training camp conversations, not talk about him for the next 10 years. And that's the best possible thing for an offensive line. Like here's what we forget. Like obviously the, the line, the injuries crazy in the postseason. it was Karis and Volson. And just from a pure scheme perspective, they were just counting schematically on Volson like he was Alex Kappa, like he's right. a formal type player. And you know, Volson was solid. Volson mm-hmm. was good in that role. Right. Um, Volson's just, I know he's a second year guy, but he's just a vet now that they know they schematically can count on. He's not a guy you have to help. Mm-hmm. Like you would have to help like Quentin Spain or right. you know, Hakeem Adenogy at guard. Like he's just solid. And again, we're going to spend the next 10 years not thinking twice about him playing left guard for the Bengals. Now, is there a guy on this line that you think that they have to help? Because that's one thing the Bengals, you remember, keep saying they need to help Jonah Williams against uh, Garrett and all these other guys. Well, they never did. I don't think there's a guy on, on this, this line that they're going to have to help. I, I think everybody can pretty much hold their own right now. I guess the one thing, like, who are you facing? So, like, when TJ Watt goes up against Jonah, okay. Like, you know, um, when they face Aaron Donald in week three, I really like the interior of their line, but you'll have to sell out your, your pass. It's Aaron Donald. <laughs> and that's, that's uniform across the weekend. Like one thing too, like week nine, um, and I was going to say on, but the playoffs were its own week nine until let's just say Lyle got hurt against the Patriots. The offensive line was unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. And like people behind the scenes were saying like, are you seeing what this offensive line is doing right now in the run game and the passing game and one-on-one matchups against blitzes? They had it all. Yep. And all that line has done is added a perfect fit in Orlando Brown Jr. who might be a captain this year because he fits so well. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. Orlando, I've met Orlando in person. He is one of the nicest guys ever. He, he'll act like he's known you his entire life, but he's also one of the biggest damn humans I've ever seen in my life. He's, he towers, towers over me. And I'm, I'm not that short, but I'm not six, eight, I'm only six, three. So, all right, we're quick here. Let's get, do some updates here. Charlie Jones, Trevion Williams, Jackpot Joey. Where, where are they at? When are we going to see these guys on the field? You think? I know Charlie Jones actually played yesterday. Trevion was on the field. Did he actually participate in practice? I think he did some light running around stuff. Um, like everyone else was in pads. He wasn't in pads. Um, but hey, you know, come back from an ankle injury, almost the running around stuff is as important as anything. Right. Um, Joe, it's a calf strain. Um, what I've heard is it's an injury that people play through kind of more than you realize. So that's good. But also it's August and like Joe's fine. So, yeah, that's why I keep trying to tell everybody. I was like, Joe's going to be fine. He's going to be, I think, again, not a doctor. I think he's going to play week one. I think he's not going to participate in practice till like the last week of training camp. Just, 
again, my my own opinion, but that's where that's where I'm, I'm at. And like anything with Joe Burrow, it's you know always kind of blown out of proportion a little bit, I think. But some, some people come out and say, "Well, is Joe um, uh, injury prone?" I'm like, "It's football. It's a calf strain. It, it's going to happen." I think good thing Charlie Jones with him, seeing him out there running around. I think it's important for him to get out there and hopefully uh, play tomorrow mm-hmm. to get against uh, you know actual uh, other NFL team. Um, do you see him playing Friday night and, and possibly well, playing tomorrow? I think it's more important Friday night than anything. Um, because okay. of the punt return reps. Right. Uh, I talked to Charlie about this yesterday, Derek, uh, Darren Simmons, um, uh, as well, kind of a TBD, but also hopeful, like really leaning towards the hopeful and leaning towards yesterday being a big step towards that. Cause from a punt return perspective, uh, Darren said, you need to see it under the bright lights. He right. said, Alex Erickson made the team. And of course, Charlie's going to make the team, but Alex Erickson made the team. They didn't know what they had because you right. can't judge certain things on special teams. Um, until you see it in the game when it really counts and the pray, the lights are on and your heart's racing. And I think he right. compared it to like being on the green with, you know, a big putt coming up and it's just different. Yeah. And um, that's kind of what they want to see from Charlie. And these uh, preseason games will be very big for him. Exactly. And I, I can't wait to see him. I'll be there in person Friday night. Charlie, you've been on for 20 minutes. You told me, you told you give me 15. I appreciate it. Real quick though. Can yeah. you do me a favor? Can you explain to me, and you're a big contributor on Cincy 360 with Tony Tony Pike show and, and my main man Austin Elmore. Can you explain to me how do I get Tony on the podcast? I mean, Richard Skinner's been trying to get him on, and, and so I figure since you're on there and you're on there on the show, I figure maybe you can give me some pointers of what do I got to do to get this guy on my show. I got nothing for you. <laughs> I, I, I guess. Uh, I mean, I'm no strawberry ice. So <laughs> if anyone can do it, you can. <laughs> Oh, that, that's a big compliment. I, I don't know. Try, you work for the Inquirer, so I, you got a little more stroke than I do. But, Joe, I appreciate Hey, tell everybody where they can follow you and, and, and any articles, anything you want to uh, plug before I let you go. Just everything of the Cincinnati Inquirer. Awesome, awesome. Charlie, I will see you tomorrow. Try to stay cool out there, okay, because it's hot. Thank you. Take it easy, man. See ya. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Go check out Charlie Goldschmidt at uh, the Inquirer. He is uh, he knows a lot of stuff about the Bengals, Reds. Uh, he covers both of them. So, I mean, he's always talking to Reds, always talking about it. He's always on 5360 with uh, Tony Pike, my main man, Austin. So make sure you guys go check that out. Um, got another show coming at you today at 530. It is going to be uh, Evan McPhillips. Um, I, do, I did reach out to uh, Ken Raleigh, uh, the second, and – He's going to come on my show sometime this week. I'm not sure when. Still trying to figure out the details. So that will be somewhere mixed in on my shows uh, this week as well. Maybe he might join a live show. Might do something earlier in the day. I don't know. But make sure you guys stay tuned for that. And like I said, we will be back at 530. But let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They are Houday Nation, Houday Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trinipal. TikTok is at Iceman90. Threads is at Sports Strawberry Ice. I will be pulling off the sound later on today. 
put it on the podcast. It's on BeatPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitch Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. And if you're still listening to this on the podcast, you are a real one. I appreciate it. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. I originals. I am up to 2,306 subscribers. As also, as always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Do me a favor, as always, tell your friends, tell your neighbors about support the strawberries. Hit the likes. Give me a thumbs up on this on this uh, video. On this live stream, it helps out the algorithms. Um, and yeah, I think I'll see you guys at 530. Um, I think that's about it. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful day. That's just sports, baby. See ya!